We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. So um, this is an unexpected intro that I am recording because about 20 minutes ago, I don't even know if it's been 20 minutes ago. Um, I just got done recording with Fred Katz of The Athletic and, of course, of Cats and Shoot. Um and we had a wonderful discussion about many, many topics, which you will uh, hear in a few moments. And I hope you enjoy very much. And we did indeed touch on um, the topic of the Knicks center position, uh, mostly focusing on Isaiah Hartenstein and the Knicks, you know, potential difficulties uh, resigning him and how that would go and like their decision making process when it came to all that stuff um, with Mitch. Uh, as we knew at the time of recording, uh, likely out for the year. Well, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> about five minutes ago, I'm sitting here. It's five twenty-six p.m. on uh, Wednesday night. Woj drops. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's officially qualifies as a Woj bomb, but it sure felt like a Woj bomb to me. Um, that the NBA is denying the New York Knicks request for a $7.8 million disabled player exception for the loss of Mitchell Robinson because, and here's the key part, there is optimism that Robinson can return from ankle surgery to play late in the regular season. Um, Bobby Marks added, and we covered this at the time that they applied for it, that the NBA to give the disabled player exception had to determine that Robinson would be out until mid June and he also said something interesting, and this is something that me and Fred talked about uh, the last time, not this episode, but the previous time we had on it. There's like, you know, why did they apply for this? Like, what you, you, what's the purpose of applying for it if you think the guy is going to be back? And they had been saying the whole time, like, reevaluation in eight to ten weeks. We reevaluation in eight to ten weeks. And Bobby Marks just tweeted out, "There's no harm in applying for it, and that the worst thing you could do is get it denied," which the NBA did. So this sets up. A couple of fascinating, um, maybe fascinating is too strong of a word, but a couple of interesting subplots for the rest of this next season. For one, 
Uh, Precious Achua has looked better the last few games, but there was definitely some talk about, hey, do the Knicks need to go out and get a, a better backup center? Um, now, if there is real optimism that Robinson can return before the end of the year, I think the notion of expending real assets or forget real assets, just real, any assets on trying to bring in a guy when you again, you have Precious here. Um, you still have Sims who's back. He, obviously, the Knicks feel at this point the Precious Achua is the better option of the two, but like you still do have Sims there. Um, can you now we're kind of back to the pre Mitch news that he might be out for the year? So, can you kind of piece it together? The difference between the conversation now and the conversation that we had when the news dropped that Knicks would be applying for the disabled player exception is that Isaiah Hardstein has come out here and absolutely looked the part of, and, and me and Fred talk about this on this episode, not just one of the best, if not the best backup center in the NBA, but just a legitimately good starting NBA center. And, you know, I think it's getting a little ahead of ourselves to talk about, well, if Mitch comes back, does he come back into the starting lineup? Does I say a Hardenstein to continue to start? I think that's probably a premature conversation to have. Again, we're a long way away from like, again, as Woj puts it before the end of the regular season, that could be the first week of April. You know, we're three months away from that. So like, I feel like at this point, the, 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 whether or not it will be obvious that Hardenstein should be remaining in the starting lineup or whether or not, who knows what could happen. Maybe Hardenstein, the minutes get up to him and he's, his play falls off. Maybe it'll be obvious that like, hey, let's try to get Mitch back as a starter right away. I think that'll all kind of sort itself out. Um, and I'm not really worried about that right now. If you put a gun to my head at the moment, I would say I'd be surprised. And Benji and DJ talked about this the other night on their show. I'd be surprised if Isaiah Hardenstein was not the starting center for the Knicks at any point for the rest of this year, playoffs included. Now, things happen in the playoffs. You saw the Knicks change their starting lineup in the playoffs last year, so anything can happen. But that would be my guess right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think the more interesting thing and the more exciting thing for me, at least, is adding Mitch to what we have seen now defensively with OG Ananobi and the prospect of, okay, 
Isaiah Hardenstein has come into this starting lineup and shown himself capable of doing a lot of the things that Mitchell Robinson did. Maybe not quite at the level of Mitch, but damn close in terms of the offensive rebounding, in terms of the pick and roll defense, um, in terms of the rim protection, certainly. And added enough wrinkles to what Mitch did very well with obviously the the impact he's having on the offense. Um, and maybe even like we haven't seen him play against Boston in a big, a big, big minute role against Porzingis. We haven't seen him, you know, play in a big minute role. Uh, actually, no, we did on, on the two back-to-back games against Milwaukee, but not with OG Ananobi. Like I want to see how he guards these stretch fives, um, which is something that Mitch had struggled with. But so we have all that going on for us, but then to add Mitch to your backup unit. And now all of a sudden, Part of the conversation is, well, okay, well, you know, we're trying to like scrap together points on this backup unit. Well, what if we add the best offensive rebounder in the NBA to that? Well, that's interesting. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, oh boy. So now we're talking about backup five man units that have Mitchell Robinson, potentially, potentially, I'm really trying not to get ahead of myself here. But potentially Mitchell Robinson, OG Ananobi at the four, Josh Hart at the three, Quentin Grimes at the two, and Deuce Pride at the one. I mean, good luck. Good luck scoring against those five guys. A lot could change. The Knicks could go out and make a make a move for a playmaker of some kind to help initiate the backup unit uh, on offense. I would be uh, somewhat surprised still at this point. If they did not, I don't necessarily think this injury news makes it more or less likely that they do that. I think the likelihood probably stays the same as before we got this news. And like we're calling it news. The reality is that the Knicks probably had uh, a, a good idea that this was, was coming down. Um, and then here's another piece of news from Ian Begley. Uh, again, this is all coming in live. In the wake of the NBA denying the Knicks application for the DPE, the Knicks are optimistic Robinson will be able to return this season per league sources. Front office was exploring avenues to improve the team when it applied for the exception, which is its job. Okay, So that's the right spin to put on that. Um, 100%. <clears throat> and then uh, and another little bit of news. The Grizzlies are waving Bismack Biombo as they signed Vince Williams Jr. to a three-year, $7.9 million guaranteed contract. So you can maybe add Biombo to the list of names of players who, if the Knicks do feel like they do need to bridge that gap, um, he fits in much better with what they're trying to do than than Achua, and you could just sign him off the street. So that's an interesting little thing. We'll see what happens there. Um, so... I, look, there's no way to look at this as anything other than a very good thing that happened for the Knicks. Um, I will just, the only other thing I'll say, and again, we kind of got into this on the pod, so I'm not going to step on the toes of what you're literally going to hear later on this episode, but in terms of their decision-making process this summer, and you know, they, it may not be a decision. Maybe there's a star center that comes on the market, perhaps one that plays in Philadelphia um, where the Knicks are just like, they're making like that's that answers their center issues. And we don't have to talk about this anymore, but 
on the chance, and I'd say there's a pretty good chance, that they do not trade for a star center. If Mitch comes back, which again, it sounds like he will, um, this gives them more evidence, I think, in terms of how they're going to play their cards with this with this thing uh, moving forward. And more evidence is always good. You know, um, how does it look? How and, and, and then part and parcel with that is like, yes, the Knicks are going to have significant money concerns moving forward, which could inhibit their ability to keep both Hardenstein and Robinson on the roster. This also helps in this respect. The notion that you were going to trade Robinson this summer, let's say you let's say they fall in love with Hardenstein. Let's say they dis- determine by this summer we cannot move forward with Mitch. Not because we don't love Mitch, but like in terms of the offense, the offense will not function this way, this well, if we go back to Mitch and if it's not Hardenstein. We need to keep Hardenstein to the extent that they'll be able to because they only have early bird rights. Again, we get into that later, so I'm not going to step on the toes of the podcast. But let's say they decide they want to keep Hardenstein. They're able to keep Hardenstein. If you, if Mitch is come, gets back on the floor and shows himself to be healthy, as, and as good as he was pre-injury or very close to it, all of a sudden, it's not going to be that challenging to trade him for real value. So that's part of this um, as well. So it's a big thing there. And then the last part of it is teams that have second apron concerns, which the Knicks are, again, they are barreling towards the second apron, maybe not next year, but the year after, for sure. It's a real concern. Well, you're okay going into the second apron if you're a contender. And this is the let's have a little fun right now. Again, we could dream dreams, right? We're allowed to dream dreams. What if Mitch comes in and he solidifies things to the point where they mess around and they show themselves, you know, not saying they're going to win a championship or even make the finals or anything this year, but let's say they do the thing that I think a lot of people think that they maybe with the right matchup could do and make an Eastern Conference finals and show up respectively in that or respectively in that Eastern conference finals where it's like, Oh man, you know what? They actually don't need to trade for like a, a capital S star. They just need like one more thing that is like not a little thing, but maybe that gives them enough evidence to say, you know what? We really like the formula that we have going right now with these two centers. Let's go ahead and expend the amount of money that it takes to keep both of them. And um, because we feel so good about what we have that we could make this like this is the core. We we, we don't want to break up this core. We want to add to it. So all of this is on the table in terms of, again, it's just more evidence and more evidence is always good. So um, get well soon, Mitch. Uh, Super, super excited. I can't can't even say how excited I am because he was having such a great year. And it was such a shame that it got derailed. And now it looks like maybe we'll we'll get it back on track. 